everybody. Chad Parsons for UTHDynasty.com. Wanted to record a quick summary show to close out 2021 and let you know what's on the docket for Under the Helmet and the uh, corresponding website, Patreon, all of that, because uh, this is a year that there's a lot of uncertainty. I, I thought originally that 2020 season was going to be rife with a lot of uh, just chaos in, in the season. And I feel like we had a two or three week pocket this year that was more chaotic than any that we had the previous year. Um, a lot of with the, the COVID restrictions and in and out. Uh, we also had a myriad of injuries. It's been uh, a lot of uncertainty and that survive and advance feel for your dynasty leagues and teams was on display. And I, I think one of the important points is that, you know, as Joe, Jim Valvano said, and obviously we're talking about fantasy football and not life and family and, and things very much more important, but it's never give up. Don't ever give up with your teams. And on, on my football guys article this week, uh, I go over a scenario where one of my weakest teams, where it's just kind of laughable early in the season with where I stand in accordance to the, to the league, that I ended up making the playoffs, squeaking in classic fashion, and I'm in the finals. And who knows what happens in the coming two or three days. But I have a chance. I have a chance to win a title with one of my worst teams. Also had two or three of my top 10 teams on, on how they produced in the regular season and sort of expectations, getting a bye week, and then you lose in the first round. You lose in the first round or you're playing for third place um, coming off of a bye. That doesn't feel good. <laughs> but just knowing that portfolio method, whether you have five teams or 50 teams or 500 teams, knowing that some of your best teams will lose and not go as far as you think. And some of your teams that are not very good, uh, well, you may miss the playoffs. But the ones that squeak in, you're dangerous. You're officially dangerous uh, making it in and you have to play an extra game and that stinks in the first round because it means you could be out. It means you could be out in week 15. But it means you could also play spoiler and win a game, win two games, win the whole thing because you are in fact a hidden good team. You're hidden with your lower seating, but it doesn't mean you don't have a legit shot at winning a title. Um, that's one of the key points I've learned this year. Another one is doing a, an analysis of what are all the, the important spot starts we've seen at running back this, this, this season. And just going over the list at the end of the year, and guess what? We still got one more week to go. We got another glorious Daryl Williams start coming in week 17 as one example. But having that entire list in front of me of, oh, yeah, there's that pocket of two or three games where, you know, we started running back X or there was that month we started Devontae Booker. Uh, you know, there was one spot start for, for certain players. Like, I remember all of that. And, and, and we live it week in and week out, but when you actually get to the end and you add it all up, you realize the abacus that is piecing together all the running back starts you, you may need over the course of the season. 
and it get white gets whitewashed a little bit because you get to the end of the year and you're like, okay, well I was nine and five, or I was ten and four, but you don't remember the one, two, three games where it's like you were down to the last guy and you're like, thank goodness James Connor has a clarified start this week because he's really important because you kind of look at who uh, who your other flex or running back two would be for your lineup that week if Connor didn't have that or Daryl Williams or uh, Alexander Madison, any number of guys that you put it together. And then if you're lucky enough, some weeks you have excess. You have bonus guys. You're like, ah, I have to fleece out the, the good matchups and how I feel about about this for my running back three that's in my flex or something. So that's that's one big uh, kind of looking back. Um, and, and also, I just wanted to say from a, from a to-do list standpoint that I do have to wait on a lot of the NFL update stuff. Uh, I've, I've mentioned before, I've been proactive with the player values. That feeds UTH Dynasty rankings. It feeds the UTH trade calculator that... I was able to be proactive over the last month and do some heavy lifting, proactive heavy lifting for updating that towards 2022. There will be some adjustments in the coming week if uh, there were graphic changes to how a player has performed from the late November, early, you know, three weeks of December, and now to finish the year with the final data point through 16 games in week 17 for their standing. And so that will be the main focus of right when Monday and Tuesday hits. I'm, I'm going into a bubble basically. And it's it might take most of the week. It might only take a couple of days. But until that is done, it's going to be all NFL all the time. And what I was able to do this week before we get into the weekend, final thoughts, uh, with which is one of the premium shows, I go over all the injury, uh, all the, I need a, a guy to pick up, you know, what should we be doing going into championship or third place games or consolation uh, championships that what do I need to do to optimize my, my lineup and my roster. And I was able to update the projection models at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Those are for college prospects. And uh, what happens is every year they get retested. Uh, I, I, until a class goes through three years in the NFL, I don't uh, count them in the testing and for predictability of traits and, and all the different things that, that spin around into that recipe for, uh, for their scores, their overall scores, their category scores. And so that was the focus of this week, which I was able to complete there's, you can see some uh, updated data on the 2022 class that's up on the UTH homepage, as well as uh, the the Devi rankings are next. Um, the one thing I'm holding out for, so it might be another week or two, is having more clarity on declarations for the class. We know Senior Bowl, we know a few other players, their intention to declare. But other than that, uh, just know that the next, uh, until mid-January, there's going to be a lot of push and pull of you're going to see a player listed on the 2022 page for their, their projection model profile. And then you may see them out in the Devi, uh, the Devi page because now they're projected to be a 2023 uh, class inclusion. So that's going to be one thing that there's going to be some 
some some latitude there. Um, so expect to see that. Um, the other thing is is talking with Katie, talking um, basically talking with myself. I think I recorded half a show about the Senior Bowl roster. It's really good, and and really good from this sense. The players that I want to be there are ba- like ninety five percent of them are there. For you know, you have to be four years removed, you know, redshirt juniors or seniors to be a part of the Senior Bowl, but a lot of them are there. And, and I'm really excited about quarterbacks because I think there's a lot of leverage. And the fact that Malik Willis is, is slated to be there, Desmond, Desmond Ritter, uh, you know, Bailey Zappi, who's actually, you know, one of the, one of the big time producers. And then you've got guys like Carson Strong, uh, uh, Kenny Pickett. There's, it's a really good list of, of who I want to see of the fourth year and beyond players, um, at all the positions, but but quarterback is one that stands out because we have a lot of ambiguity for super flex, two quarterback, and premium formats in 2022. Um, so we and and also uh, Katie and and I are already talking about the the schedule for the UTH weekly show, and it's it's going out two or three months. So pretty excited about a series that we're going to embark upon coming up. Uh, it's going to take up a good portion of the NFL draft cycle, February through April. Obviously, we're going to have our time at the Senior Bowl that week to uh, to produce content on the premium side that is going to be centric to the, the daily practices, the interviews we're able to do, and uh, just our experience. Down in Mobile, we didn't go in 2021. So 2022, here we are. Uh, and already got everything set up in terms of getting there, lodging, and it's going to be a great time as it has been in the past. So that's something that you know not every not every site's going, not every uh, not everyone is going to ha- get a firsthand experience, and it really is. I mean, there's there's a big difference between the highlights of seeing a few things on Twitter or on TV. For their coverage versus seeing every rep walking around, being able to watch different position groups and seeing that all week, uh, a player ver- player um, and player back to back to back in the same reps, the same routes, and it becomes very easy. And I would say, especially quarterback and wide receiver, it's a quarterback wide receiver week um, that you're able to get a ton of information about the class and really feel comfortable about who you are watching. And uh, one other thing uh, that I thought was pretty exciting just to include in this sort of a summary, what have I learned um, dialogue is the uh, quarterback model, which I have already deemed the the weakest of the skill positions in my comfort factor in terms of testing it. And it it has been that um, the last 12 to 18 months putting in the high school production has been one of the the biggest surprises because when I put it in there, uh, I was like, oh, this is just kind of fun to look at. And it's going to be, you know, especially for college prospects at the quarterback position that haven't really played a ton. If you're drafting with in- incoming freshmen for Debbie or uh, like I said, just they, they have a very small sample size of what they've actually been able to uh, accrue in college, then Uh, I think that comes into play. Well, it turns out it actually has some stickiness all the way to the NFL. 
And so that's exciting because that means getting a little better lay of the land for the incomplete profiles of college prospects. But also as we build this out, um, as the years go, that's going to be something that's going to be able to provide more transparency towards uh, towards their profile of a longer lens. And that's why, I mean, I haven't done that for running back or anything like that, but I always say with running back, it, it carries over that, you know, you're good at eight, eight, uh, eighth grade and then you're good in high school and a lot of the traits they carry right over. And I think tight end, more ambiguous, wide receiver, more ambiguous. Uh, there's a lot more moving pieces, but quarterback in terms of dropping back and I am delivering the ball, uh, there's a little less variance in that. Um, so I, I do believe it carries over, you know, and there are exceptions to every single quote unquote rule you put out there. But uh, one of the big ones is uh, at running back where I say it transfers to from high school to college to the NFL of stick the ball in your belly and make guys miss run guys over gain yards greater than your peers. Finally, I wanted to thank everybody ending out 2021 for your listenership, your support, the, the kind words, the sharing across the entire year. So not just the last week, the week to come about your successes, your stories, trials and tribulations, overcoming adversity with your dynasty teams. Um, I, not just that, and I know it's easy to kind of walk across the finish line together, but it's throughout the whole year. It's the questions, it's the passion, it's the following, it's the uh, fandom that I'm so fortunate to share with the listener base uh, and those that subscribe, those that are on UTH Patreon, any, any form of platform support that, that you provide is much appreciated. Um, I try to give back things like the UTH Best Ball Contest that uh, really had some heavy competition to be able to join this year, which is tough. I, I thought that was actually the toughest task I had to do all year was fleecing out the different qualifiers to because there's just way too many people. Uh, there's a limitation and, and I want it to be an exclusive reward and have prizes for top finishers and have a blast for people putting their teams together. But just know that that was the toughest one to two days of, of my year. It wasn't analysis. It wasn't uh, managing my own teams or rookie drafting or startup drafts or anything. It was actually the selection of who, you know, what super fans are going to be in the UTH best ball um, contest there. And uh, anyway, but, but going back to the NFL draft and, and uh, startup drafting season, all the different ebb and flows of the NFL and dynasty calendar, just know that I love it. I love it. I've said before that I run UTH as a 1980s hardware store in the sense that I want to know everybody. I want to treat every single person like they are the most important person. Whether it's a random email I get about a random subject on a Tuesday in February or it's Sunday morning and someone has a sit-start question in October that I want everyone to know that it means a lot. It means a lot. I started this from nothing. I started it in 2011 with a call-in 
30-minute live. I did it early enough in the evening. I think it was a 6.30 on a Tuesday because I was bootstrapping it and it was the free program on Blog Talk. It was free to do that exact thing once a week. I was sitting there on my cell phone and I called in and I had a bevy of notes and I almost read for the first few episodes the whole thing in terms of my topics and my my coverage. So I'm coming all the way from that to not really having scripts or, or notes much at all for, for my shows, having some bullet points, knowing what I want to discuss on many of them, but all the way to having a website, all the way to having premium shows, which are somewhat common now, but when I started it, almost uh, nothingness out in the dynasty or fantasy space. Uh, starting UTH Patreon, all of these, th- uh, I, I was doing all this stuff when I was, I, I was uh, having two or three other forms of employment, including being active in the U.S. Army when I was already doing a lot of UTH Dynasty stuff. And just know that to each step forward in, I think I need to do more of this, all of that was supported by the positive following that listeners, subscribers, everybody that says, whether it's with subscribing, their comments, uh, just their interaction, growing and fostering those relationships, basically all those things said verbally and non-verbally, you're doing a good job, do more of it. And this is the small way I, as a supporter, can do that and foster you stepping forward uh, with with your venture. Please, please do more and thank you for what you have done. I take that seriously. I've taken it seriously every day and every year since 2011 when I started the podcast. I committed to no days off, no bye weeks. It's never happened. All the way through 10 years, 10 plus years now, uh, 500 and something episodes. And just know that I take it seriously and it's fun. It's a blast. Uh, I enjoy 90 something percent of all the different activities that I do. It's impossible to love 100%. It just is uh, with some of the, the red tape and behind the scenes stuff that invariably will go wrong and it needs fixing from time to time. But just know that um, that hardware store analogy rings true for me. Uh, it's the most applicable. I grew up in the 80s and I remember the, uh, the local hardware store where everyone is helpful and they really focus not on scaling. They focus on what do I have? Who comes into the store regularly? How can I help them? And how can I grow the community around me? And in my small, small little way of fantasy football, I, I think that over 10 years I've achieved that. The, pe- the, the folks that have come inside the circle of emailing or communicating, uh, listening for a long time, have heard the stories, and, and I would say invariably, they would say, I hold true to that exact mantra and mindset. So thank you so much for a great 2021, and know that I am more passionate than ever for 2022, and that my phraseology, uh, my tagline at the end of every show it is something that I hold to my heart. It means a great deal. Uh, when I, I, I came up with it a few years ago, because every single piece of it is meaningful to me in terms of what 
dynasty fantasy football adds to the sport and the activity that we love, which is fantasy football and following the NFL and college and, and all the great players and talents in this space. So finishing out 2021, heading to 2022, I am Chad Parsons. Until next time, never settle, refuse to be average, and keep building those dynasties.